My name is Bucky. For the past six months, I've been receiving cassette tapes mailed to my apartment from an undisclosed location. With no return address, the only clue being one name, Gnome E. Betterman. I've decided to upload these recordings as a podcast with the hope that the author might be identified or stopped. These are the Betterman Tapes. Another tape. Uh, this one uh, just arrived in another package. It is a Sony High Fidelity Normal C90HFL tape on which is written Leroy Chapter 3. Um, there's a note attached as usual which says, Oh god, do I even want to read this? <sighs> The note attached says, April showers bring Mayflowers, and Mayflowers bring pilgrims. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that, that was surprisingly wholesome. Um, well, let's hope the tape follows in the same vein. Leroy and the true name of the pussy. Chapter 3 Ubius Pecunia Mea Canicula. Every city has a crossroads. Some say that's why people were drawn to live there in the first place. They lay lines where the lay lines lay. D-Town is no different. The people of that city could feel the ebb and flow of the energy through that intersection of ley lines. Perhaps that's why they built a fountain there and named it after the man who harnessed energy and brought it into our homes. The fountain, now dormant in the winter months, was enveloped by the icy silence that only a city park can proffer. This frosty reverie was broken by footsteps, footsteps in the night. Crunch and mumble, crunch and mumble, Leroy walked slowly towards the Edison fountain. He was cold from head to foot, gator shoes not being known for their heat retention. Cold as he may be, he felt guided somehow, as if every decision he had made had led him up to this very moment. Yea, this very place. This surely was the place that the wizard had told him to seek. At the crossroads, Fogo, midnight, find where she'll show you how. If the Motor City had a crossroads, this was surely to be it. And judging by the almanac and the increase in homicides, it was surely a full moon. But who was Granny? Leroy thought, and what could an old woman teach him about a strong pimp hand? What Leroy didn't know is that in every city, in every nation, there is a granny grunt. They may call her the Baba Bushka, 
or the Yamababa, but she is always near the crossroads or near the laundromat. On a Tuesday, nine times out of ten, she'll be at the laundromat. But tonight was no Tuesday. Out of habit, Leroy looked down at where his watch had once been before he pawned it. Seeing only his naked wrist, he said aloud in frustration, How am I supposed to find this bitch? I don't even know what time it is. From behind came a voice. <laughs> midnight! 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 Who there? Show yourself! <laughs> Shadows of the night twisted and bent until they formed a figure as if weaved from the shadows themselves. This shadow growed and grew brighter until finally becoming the figure of an old woman dressed in rags holding a walking cane. Leroy was too bewildered to move an inch as the old woman approached him and with squinted eyes gave him the once over. <laughs> as I live and breathe, Leroy Chitlins, grown too big for your bitches. Lordy, lordy, Lou. Look at this state of you. Mm-mm-mm. That Welshman was right. Uh, is you Granny Grunt? You better hope I is, youngin. Now show me your hand. Leroy timidly outstretched his right hand, palm up. Not your right hand? What do you take me for, some palmistry-pushing punk? Leroy... Now even more confused, withdrew his right hand and stretched forth his left. It's you, simple boy. Not your left hand. Your pimp hand. Without thinking, Leroy raised up and delivered a mighty backhand across the face of the ancient woman. <coughs> Granny's expression remained unchanged. Mm-mm-mm. Weak as a kitten. Leroy was shocked. Not only had Granny withstood his tried-and-true backhand with ease, she now looked at him disapprovingly. Uh-uh, something not right here. Pimp him of a descendant should rattle the earth and shake the sky. Somebody must have put a powerful hex on your ass, boy. Well, there's no two ways about it, I suppose. You have to get unhexed of this dark shadow cast on you. The old woman began to dance in a circle pausing here and there to gather sticks and leaves and throw them in the air. She weave and wove a hoodoo voodoo dance, the types of which this continent hasn't seen in many a decade. The old woman waved her hands and mumbled some words, threw some leaves into the air, then spit in Leroy's face. Leroy recoiled, but immediately felt his spirits lift and his soul washed of the hex. Damn, I feel good. Mm, this was a dark curse, boy. Dark. They must have used an artifact to bind the spell. Powerful artifact. Somebody must have had that in for you bad, boy. But who could have done such a thing? Sage me. 
But if I were you, I'd think hard on who might want to take you out the game. One name came to Leroy's mind. Cross-eyed Finley. Well, whoever it was, you need some deep root magic to fight whoever this hook put on you. Shit, I ain't got no magic. I don't know no spells and shit. Well, you won't learn none standing there, boy. You gots to go to the spirit realm. Leroy was confused. Spirit realm? Was this some kind of liquor store? Now listen here. Face the fountain, close your left eye, lift up your, your right foot, and drink this in one gulp. From the recesses of her raggedy cloak, she produced a small vial and placed it in the hand of Leroy. Leroy hesitated, but he reluctantly obeyed and did as she asked. Right eye open and left foot on the ground, he gulped down the bitter liquid. Now, off to the fairies with you! <laughs> A strange sensation came over Leroy, foreign and vaguely familiar at once. He had experienced something like it only once before, and that was when he had given some hitchhiking hippies a ride. They'd give him some special stamps that he'd put on his tongue. If this trip was going to be anything like that, Leroy was not looking forward to the throbbing headache, and even less the throbbing ass ache that was a side effect the hippies had told him afterwards. Leroy felt himself becoming lighter, feeling no longer the winter cold, and the moon becoming closer and closer until he could almost reach out and touch it. His feet no longer touched the earth now. The illumination of that heavenly body grew more and more radiant until Leroy stood in a field of shimmering moonlight. Leroy! <laughs> Who goes there? I can't, I can't see you. Speaking riddles, fairy. True word. Is that how? Is that how the Welsh wizard was able to control the wind? Yes, Leroy. Ah. Tell me, what is it you desire most? What lies deepest in your heart of hearts? Without thinking, Leroy said the first thing that came to mind. Uh, pussy. The voice faded, and strange shapes and colors danced before Leroy's eyes. At first, he could barely make out what they were, but then, were those, could it be? Yes, his dream had come to fruition. Floating before Leroy's vision passed a parade of pussy, legion of labia, mountains of monpubis, to wit, a cornucopia of cunts. Flapping flesh wings, prancing and flying in front of him, each one a vision of perfection. And as each one came close, they each whispered a part of the arcane spell to Leroy. Piasta, 
True word solidified and lodged in Leroy's mind. Leroy awoke, not in the park, but in a small apartment over a laundromat, with daylight streaming in through the curtains. Blinking, he could just make out a figure rocking in a chair in the corner. Mm, so you're finally awake! Uh, my head hurts, but... Why isn't my asshole sore? What the? Boy, get the fuck out of my house! Leroy gathered himself and headed towards the door of the tiny apartment. But before you leave, show me your hand! Leroy's hand was lightning fast. His backhand was swift, and a resounding smack echoed through the air. Granny Grunt was sent flying backwards and a crashing through the wall of the tiny apartment. <laughs> Leroy was taken aback. Did he just kill this bitch? Then he heard her. <laughs> yes, you lord child, child. Granny seemed to get up, unharmed, apart from her left cheek being all the more rosy. That is a pimp hand. <laughs> I felt the stink on that one. Now go, Leroy Chitlins. Avenge Iwin and reclaim your crown as king of the pimps. End of chapter three. Oh boy. Um, well, the production quality has suspiciously increased, but pretty sure that was offensive to just about anyone. And yet I want to know what happens next. Odd. I suppose we'll find out together next time on The Betterman Tapes. (laughs) 